Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, called Full Speed Ahead. You know, there are places today that you can't mention the name of Jesus in the public setting, where the Ten Commandments can't be mentioned, where God has, for all intents and purposes, been booted out, and then we wonder. We tag our speeches with, God bless America, yet our actions are not in keeping with the Word of God. And the Lord said to His own people, You draw near to me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. And at some point, the Lord, and this is really what he does, he measures, he he looks at the motives of the heart. Nothing gets by him. And that's why we can have confidence, even with where the nation is right now, that the Lord is going to work it out. That the word of God will run swiftly is probably a uh, picking up something from Psalm 147. Let's turn over there. Psalm 147. The Psalms are medicine for the soul. I hope that you're reading the Psalms regularly. Um, I had a chance to spend a little bit of time in several Psalms this morning. I was looking at Psalm 147 because the image of the swift running is within the Psalm, but it's just so good. I thought it would minister to all of us. So let's read it together. Psalm 147 verse 1 says this, Praise the Lord. It is good to sing praises to our God. Psalm 147 1. It is pleasant and praise is becoming. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted, binds up their wounds. He counts the numbers of the stars for. He gives names to all of them. Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. The Lord supports the afflicted. If that's you, he'll support you. He brings down the wicked to the ground. Sing, sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises to our God on the lyre. Who covers the heavens with clouds. Who provides rain for the earth. Who makes grass to grow on the mountains. He gives to the beast its food. And to the young ravens which cry. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He does not take pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord favors those who fear Him, those who wait for His loving kindness. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your sons within you. He makes peace in your borders. He satisfies you with the finest of the wheat. Here's what many commentators believe Paul is picking up on verse 15. He sends forth His command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the frost like ashes. He casts forth his ice as fragments. Who can stand before his cold? He sends forth his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters to flow. He declares his words to Jacob, his statutes and his ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any nation. And as for his ordinances, they have not known them. And then it ends. Let's say it together. Praise the Lord. Another way to say praise the Lord, by the way, is hallelujah. The single word means praise the Lord. So whenever you say hallelujah, that's what you're saying. Praise ye 
the Lord. Now, do you see what this does? When you read a psalm like this, you know what it does? It gets your eyes off everything else and gets your eyes back where they belong, where it's God, right? This is, this is the key to living a successful Christian life is that the word of God would run swiftly into your heart and go out from your life. And that's what Paul has been asking uh, the, the prayer request in 2 Thessalonians 3.1, if you turn back there, is pray for us that God's word would spread rapidly. Brethren, I, I want to tell you that if we're going to embrace any 2021 vision for this fellowship, can that be it? Can 2 Thessalonians 3.1 be our vision for this next year? For 2021, can we say, can we say we will commit to praying that the word of the Lord would, would run swiftly through Corona, swiftly through Eastvale and Norco and Riverside and Yorba Linda, and for that matter, our whole state. How desperately does our state need the word of the Lord to run swiftly through it? And here's the idea of a runner. And Paul loved running images. He, he used it in 1 Corinthians 9 and Hebrews 12, if he wrote Hebrews in other places, like Philippians 3. And Paul says, let's pray that the word of God runs rapidly across our land. Let's pray that it visits each and every household. And that's good, right? Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. But here's the second thing. If evangelism is going to happen, someone's feet are going to have to bring the good news. Oh, I'll pray. Help that evangelism team reach people in Jesus' name. All right, let's see. What are we doing this week? Uh, do you know we have an evangelism team? Wayne, how many people are on the evangelism team? Six of you. And uh, they're at the Tyler Mall. They have a table at the Tyler Mall. We have a group that goes to the crossings. We have a group that used to be at the Corona Library, has done some door-to-door -door stuff. We have hundreds and hundreds of people that call this place home. We have six people on our evangelism team. Hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to be on an evangelism team to be reaching people for the gospel, but the mission of the church is to get the gospel out to people who don't know the Lord. And that's why having non-Christian friends is a good thing. Because it's a potential to reach people with the hope of the gospel. Do you believe that the gospel is the only hope of this world? Hmm? If you do, then how about your 2021 vision and even moving into the holidays? I mean, have you heard people are saying, Let's decorate early for Christmas this year. How many of you have put up your Christmas decorations already? Just a few of you? Well, praise the Lord if you have, because Pastor Michael, I love Christmas lights. Love them! In fact, I'd like to increase our budget in Christmas lights for the building, for everything. I'd love it to be a shining city on a hill. But do you know why people are saying decorate early for Christmas? Because people want hope. And, and, and Christmas kind of brings out that hope. And that's, that's neat and special. But we know where the hope ultimately comes. It's not in Christmas lights and garland and, you know, candy canes and whatever else we want to talk about. It's found in the hope of the world. That's what we proclaim. How about this Christmas season? 
you make sure you invite someone who doesn't know the Lord to a Christmas Eve service. Thank you over there. <laughs> One individual clap. All alone. Pray for us. <laughs> the idea of the language is that Paul was asking for continual prayer that the Word of God would go out rapidly, that it would reach many people. You could say it this way, that it would spread like wildfire. Oh, how we need a great awakening. And it can start right here. There are people in this room that have, have not been Christians for a long time, and you're here because someone reached out to you, took a risk. And this is really important that we pray. Our prayers need to be about the gospel. Let me show you one other parallel passage to turn to in this regard. Ephesians chapter 6. Now, in Ephesians chapter 6, we have the armor of God. It's a wonderful uh, treatise on spiritual warfare and how we suit up. And there are six pieces of armor that are mentioned. The seventh is often overlooked, and it's prayer. And here's our same author. He talks about take the helmet of salvation, Ephesians 6, 17, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then notice, after he's gone through six pieces of armor, here's the seventh. He says, Ephesians 6, 18, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And pray, Paul says, on my behalf, 19, that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in proclaiming it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Once again, the Apostle Paul giving us an insight into the Christian life. You gather your family for prayer. You're teaching your kids how to pray. Would you please include praying for unsaved loved ones? Teach them God's heart for the lost. See, Paul believed that evangelism, back to 2 Thessalonians, was a key, or that prayer was a key to evangelism. And let me just share something about a place that I think many of you know about. God did a mighty work in London through a giant of the faith named Charles Haddon Spurgeon. His sermons are still studied to this day. The story is told that one Sunday afternoon, a contingency of ministers came to the massive Metropolitan Tabernacle to observe him. Assuming the stout man at the side of the building wearing bib overalls to be the janitor, they asked, Sir, would you kindly show us the power plant of this huge structure? Certainly, the man replied, leading them to the basement. As he opened the door at the end of the hallway, the ministers expected to see a mighty furnace. Instead, they saw over 200 men on their knees praying for the upcoming evening service. Prayer, gentlemen, he said, is the power plant of the Metropolitan Tabernacle. Prayer is where the power is. Because when you pray, you are asking God to do the work. Do you know that uh, there's a prominent Christian leader that's fallen. I won't mention his name, but you probably, many of you know who he is. And he's big in, uh, in circles of uh, famous people and that kind of thing. 
And you know, in his own personal testimony of his fall, he said that he was operating in his Christian life. Essentially, he put it this way, with no power. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. I'm Rob Newton, Program Director for Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. I've been working with this ministry for nearly three years. I have to tell you, I'm so blessed the Lord has connected me with Pastor Michael and the entire staff at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. I've worked with quite a few ministries, and I'm going to be honest with you, I can be skeptical. Well, if I'm really honest, judgmental right off the bat because of my past experiences working with other ministries. I'd think, okay, they seem kind and loving. Let's see how long this lasts. Anyway, the point I'm making is that Pastor Michael and the entire staff, and I mean the entire staff, are wonderful people. Did you know before we end a staff meeting with prayer, we end it with making a list of people who need or are asking for prayer and pray for them too. I can go on and on about the staff, but time's ticking away. If you've been listening for some time, I want to let you know from my experience, Pastor Michael is a good man. He cares about the mission the Lord has placed before him. He loves his church, and he loves you. Why else would he speak the truth even when you don't want to hear it? This podcast exists because of him, and the Lord's gift to him. We would love to expand this ministry to be on more radio stations, and we need your help to do it. Before we can add a radio station, we need our largest radio station airtime bill to be completely funded by listeners like you. That price per year is $44,500 a year. Now let's get transparent. Walk in Truth has been on the air since 2012, thanks to our church. Last year, 16 listeners outside our church collectively gave nearly $1,500. We were so grateful and excited to see growth. I mean, really excited. This year, in all its uncertainty, has surprised us and given us so much hope. So far, 191 listeners have collectively given nearly $11,000. It's amazing, right? We would love your help and support to raise the remaining $33,500. Monthly partnership is what we need. Can you commit to giving at least $1 a month? We have a lot of podcast listeners, and if even half commit between $1 and $5, we will make our goal. If everyone thinks, well, others will give that $1 a month, I don't need to then most won't give. Your monthly partnership is needed. If you're a new listener, please only help by praying for our ministry and its mission to equip people with God's truth. But if you've listened for some time and you're starting to see walking truth as I do, please commit to giving $1 to $5 a month. Or if you're already a monthly partner, upping your gift by $5. Please visit walkintruth.com today to give your tax-deductible donation. That's walkintruth.com. And thank you. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Do you know that uh, there's a prominent Christian leader that's fallen? I won't mention his name, but you probably, many of you know who he is. And he's big in, uh, in circles of uh, famous people and that kind of thing. And do you know, in his own personal testimony of his fall, he said that he was operating in his Christian life, essentially, he put it this way, with no power. He was was doing it in the flesh. He was going through the motions. He knew what to do, what to say, how to look, how to be, but he was not really connected to the power source. So everything that was being done was really just being done in the power source of the flesh or the power of persuasion. Jesus said it this way, apart from me, you can do nothing. Now that doesn't mean you can't do anything, but it means there's nothing that's really gonna be imbued with the power of God that's done in the effort of the flesh. And I'll tell you, over the years, the church has 
majored on so many minors, and I'm talking about the church in this country and the church around the world. We get into all this stuff, and we have debates about all these peripheral topics, and the church becomes relatively weak and in the world's eyes, frankly, irrelevant. Because our mission is to spread the gospel and to make disciples, right? Our mission is to get the word of God out so that it might be glorified and honored in many different places. If you're interested in a, taking a note uh, on a parallel passage, this is from Acts 13, 48. It says, when the Gentiles heard this, they began, Acts 13, 48, rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And it says, and as many as been appointed to eternal life believed and the word of the Lord was being spread through the whole region, Acts 13, 48 and 49. Oh Lord, let your word take root in our schools, in different places. Some of you are in strategic positions in education, in the medical field. Some of you have your own business. I have a friend from years ago who told me that he laid his business at the Lord's feet. And he and his uh, business partner said, we, were gonna, we are going to honor you with our business, Lord, and we're going to give 10% of whatever comes in of our profit to the work of the Lord. And I'll tell you what, that business flourished. And they had dedicated that business to the Lord, not only to ask God for his blessing, but to impact people. Now, the second prayer request here, after he talks about the word of God spreading in verse 2, 2 Thessalonians 3, is that we may be delivered or rescued from perverse and evil men, for not all have faith. Now, some of you need to mark that last part, not all have faith. Not everybody's going to become a Christian. And if you decide to take what verse 1 says seriously, you're going to have some wicked and perverse men who cross your path. Take it to the bank. There are always going to be people mad about Jesus Christ. And they will vocalize it. And if they see somebody in the Christian ranks fall, you could be sure they will jump on social media to frolic in their demise. Oh, there's old so-and-so. Have you ever seen the nasty stuff that people can write about Christian leaders and them falling or something happening to them? Do you know when Rick Warren's son committed suicide, and wherever you stand on Rick Warren is not the issue here, but Rick Warren's Saddleback Church, Purpose Driven Life. You know, when his son committed suicide, non-Christians from everywhere were thrashing him in the media and elsewhere, sending hate mail to him after his son just died. There are wicked and perverse people in this, on this planet, man. I was reading a thread last night. Uh, I was looking at a church that someone had mentioned that they go to, and I was reading a thread. The pastor had gotten COVID, and people were literally celebrating that he was sick and wishing, and I'm not kidding when I say this, that he were dead. I hope he dies. That's what they said. I hope he dies. What? Why? Because he's a pastor. And he preaches. <laughs> I tell you, Paul, Paul had to deal with some wicked and perverse men. There was a group of people that said, we're not going to eat another meal until this dude is dead. You think you got pressure in your life? <laughs> Can you imagine that? A friend updating you. Hey, I just heard, uh, I'll send you a text so we don't have to do this face-to-face. There's a bunch of people who said they're not going to eat again until you're dead. Have a good day. Jesus loves you. <laughs> now, Paul wrote uh, 1 and 2 Thessalonians, most likely from Corinth. I want you to turn to Acts 18, and I'm going to show you something that was happening in Paul's life. So he had, he had gone uh, to Athens in between being in Thessalonica. You want Acts 18. And uh, he had preached there. And he left Athens Acts 18.1, and came to Corinth. And that's where 
scholars think he wrote these two letters that we've been studying. He found a Jew, Acts 18.2, named Aquila, a native of Pontus, having recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome, and he came to them. And because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them, Acts 18.3. They were working, for by trade they were tent makers. And he was reasoning in the synagogue every Sabbath and trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. There's Paul again. Nothing seems to stop the guy. But when Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul began devoting himself completely to the word, solemnly testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. But when they resisted and blasphemed, probably a blasphemy against Jesus himself, he shook out his garments and said to them in politically correct language, your blood be upon your own heads. (laughs) I love that. I am clean. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. I've, I've done my job. You've been listening to Full Speed Ahead, Part 2 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1-5. through 5. And remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Michael Lance is the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. If you live in Southern California, we would love it if you joined us for one of our church services, Bible studies, or any of the many events we do throughout the year. Stay up to date by downloading the Living Truth app. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. If you're not in Southern California, we invite you to subscribe to the Living Truth Christian Fellowship YouTube channel, where you can watch Pastor Michael's messages live on Sunday mornings. Visit walkintruth.com to learn more. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, this is a day they call Black Friday. What's up with that? (laughs) Well, it's it's a, a shopping day, right? Boy, shopping has changed, hasn't it? (laughs) It's like not as fun anymore. The whole mask thing and you can't try clothes on and I don't know. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's still good to get out and it's still good to go places. And some of you are like, man, I'm doing all my shopping online and and hey, that's cool too. And it's probably going to look a lot different this year. But I'll tell you what's important. Even if everything was stripped away, we have hope. And that's what yesterday was really about. It was about a Thanksgiving day, but Thanksgiving day doesn't end on Thursday, right? We carry it every day. We're thankful always. And uh, we're excited to be able to uh, steer one another towards what makes us thankful, which is the word of God and the God of the word. Well, hey, speaking of the word, I... I'm the senior pastor, one of several pastors at a church called Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. We do two Sunday services, 9 and 11.15 a.m., and we're located at 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. So I would love to invite you to come to one of those services. If you haven't been in church for a while, We're open, we're meeting, we have seating inside, outside, and you can also watch the first service, 9 a.m. live stream if you're outside of Southern California. Uh, But if you could make it here, it is so wonderful to be worshiping with the people of God together, and we invite you. You can get driving directions, information about ministries for the kids, and all that good stuff when you go to walkintruth.com or Download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store today. Remember, you can live stream the service by connecting to our YouTube channel. Just search for Living Truth Christian Fellowship 
or go to walkintruth.com. Well, let me take a moment to pray over uh, each of us as we enter into a blessed weekend. Father, thank you for our wonderful listening family again. We are so blessed to have experienced a holiday that we can give you thanks. And I know that some people are feeling very alone and very lonely, and the holidays are not an easy time uh, for many. Some have lost somebody, and uh, some may have even lost somebody to COVID or some other um, disease. And and maybe there's a, a missing piece in their heart. And I pray that you would fill that in, not that we could replace a person, but that you would give the grace where that gap is and the hope that they will see that loved one again in Jesus Christ. And thank you that a great reunion day is coming, a holiday much greater than Thanksgiving, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Thank you for that. And bless your people with that blessed hope, I pray, this weekend and always. And one more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your tax-deductible donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please consider becoming a monthly partner, too. $10 a month is greatly needed. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us Monday for the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1-5, through 5, called Full Speed Ahead. Have a great weekend. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to A Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.